0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Keeping It Blunt podcast. All
1: right, we're starting it. <laughs> so sick me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please
0: we have, to, we have to, be to be professional bro we're on spotify now we're trying to get that deal just before this episode gets started i just wanted to apologize for some of the laggy video and the youtube version and the crackly audio on both versions um unfortunately we are recording this online through discord so internet issues do show up quite blatantly in the recording um this will be sorted out as soon as the pandemic goes down and we start recording in person But for now, please just bear with us. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Keeping It Blonde podcast. If it's not welcome back, then welcome. Um, Please follow us if you're here on Spotify and Apple Music, which we are now on, thankfully. And if you're on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button. And if you enjoy the episode, hit the like button. It really helps a lot. Um, Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. That's Graham's favorite line, as you might have noticed. Yeah. Let's get straight into it. Today, we've got another guest. um Our guest today is one of our old friends from school. His name is Nikki Manchev. Uh, Nikki, hello, how are you?
2: Hey, Dan. Yeah, am not too bad, man. How about you guys?
0: Yeah, don't doing good. You sound so excited yeah. this morning. <laughs> doing well, doing well.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to keep my composure here. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Okay, yeah, so Nicky is one of our friends, we've mentioned him a couple of times already on the podcast, he's the tennis player, the Wimbledon Junior tennis player, um, yeah, we've got some stories to tell, so let's get straight into it. Nicky, um, you were born in Bulgaria, how how was that? Right. How long were you in Bulgaria before you came to the wonderful country that is South Africa? <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, no, I traded in communism for no electricity, so good, good move there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, honestly, I don't really remember the, the transition from there to here too much. Um, I think I was maybe five or six, um, and my dad came to work here because his sister um, was living in Pretoria at the time, so he came to visit, quite enjoyed it. And then um, we first actually moved to uh, Swaziland, and I lived there for a oh, year, yeah. and then we came to um, to Maritzburg. And yeah, I first started living in the hospital flats in Grace Hospital, to the good old Settlers Park down the road under the bridge there. And yeah, I went on, clone Cordwallis Maritzburg College.
0: <laughs> and then you left- wow, your audio is very delayed to your video, but anyway. Um no, not at all. Yeah, so. We've got, a little, we've got a question that we ask all of our guests at the beginning, which I forgot to, to do before we yeah. got into it. Um, what are the first three songs that you put on
1: any playlist? And we're going to judge you hardcore oh. on this one. Oh, you it couldn't a give me a team. heads up on this before. No. No, we don't. <laughs> on <Not> the spot. <laughs> up. That's the point, the, the right?
2: top three songs.
0: Yeah, the first three songs you put on any playlist.
2: Like, in my history, in my life.
0: Yeah, right now. Right now. If you had to make a playlist right now, what are the first three songs you're putting on? Like, the first three songs you're
2: putting on. Okay, yeah, let's...
0: Okay, we're back. So, I
2: think... uh, (laughs) uh, Right now, the three songs that I'm into are Candy Paint by Post Malone. Okay. Okay. Um, Without You by The Kid Leroy, I think. Oh, yeah. And... um, actually saw when you guys spoke to kieran about this and mentioned that i would say something like t swift so i'll uh, <laughs> screw you for that um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> i'll keep it clean and in go fairness. Miley cyrus the climb
0: okay cute
3: man in fairness we did say you'd do t swift as like taking the piss so,
0: yeah and speaking of songs that we put on our playlist, um, just a sneaky plug, Paint the Walls um, first song drops today at, well, yesterday, when this comes out. Um, it's called Take Me. It should hopefully be on Spotify and Apple Music and all of that stuff by the time you hear this. So yeah, go check that out. Um, moving swiftly on with...
1: Paint the Walls.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, moving swiftly onwards, um, what were your first impressions of Graham and I? You can pick which one to start with,
3: and be brutally honest because yeah. I know I know where you I know oh. we know how you felt.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll start with Dane. Um, I
2: remember Dane the first time playing soccer at Carboneers. Way back in the day, you were the tall, skinny, lanky guy that could volley like Urbatov and Gerard and header like Crouch, but nothing else on your side. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing's um, changed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. You lost um, the volley. Yeah, you lost the volley. It's not even...
0: Okay, bro.
2: <laughs> you don't have the ability anymore.
0: I haven't seen you score um, a header in a while. No, I remember... I scored a header when we played the other day. <laughs> Anyway, carry I on. just
2: remember Graham punting it through you and you ducked out the way.
0: Yeah. That's um,
2: I think Dana, I think, as well. Um, we became really good friends when we were in the choir, actually. Mm. Called Wallace. Yeah. And uh, we started to share gum and stuff. So, no, we've been through a lot there.
0: Eh? <laughs> yeah, we've been through it all at home. Jeez.
2: <laughs> Graham, I'm not saying... Graham, I'm not saying shake, I'm like, hey, would you like a new one? It's like, yeah, take like, more.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, I got that. So yeah, I know, um, it was I quite... I believe it.
2: Yeah. And, um, Graham, not gonna lie, bro. Didn't mark you for a little bit.
0: <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> 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 to steal I mean, your powers
2: I'm, I'm sure we'll
0: get into that why, but... <laughs> we'll definitely get into that at some point. Um... Yeah, so uh, Graham, do you want to quickly hit your first impressions of Nicky and then I'll throw mine in as well. My first... So the first impression I
3: ever got of Nicky was actually before I met him. Like you guys mentioned playing football together at Carboneers. I played for local rival Savages. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and
2: I transferred I, to Savages later on. Right? Yeah,
0: I remember he just left um, me and then I went the next year and he went back to Carboneers. I was like, bro, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to we're trying to play football together you just keep leaving
1: me
3: <laughs> all, all i remember is i think we had like a cup game against carbon years and on the sideline everyone was like oh just like just we've just got to mark Nicky really well like just watch Nicky, watch Nicky. he's got a good shot all that so i was like yo who's this Nicky kid and everyone just said no the asian looking <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first impression of Nicky was the asian guy who could play football really well when we were like nine years
0: old Oh, yeah, that's what and I, then, uh, yeah. I do remember. That Nicky could bang it in from anywhere at nine years old. It was insane, yeah. actually.
3: It does help that the goalkeepers were scared of the ball, but...
0: And half the size of the goal.
3: <laughs> yeah. But then, obviously, I met Nikki at high school, and as much as... I mean, we didn't really have too many dealings with each other. We were in separate classes. We were in the same for... class. We were all in the same class in second class. No, 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 sorry,
0: sorry, sorry.
3: Same class in grade eights. But we didn't re- like. But you guys didn't, didn't really, really interact, on. yeah. No, we, we we chatted in that at school, but not much interaction outside of school. So mm. we didn't seem like a good enough guy. It was only I think a bit later when we started, then there was a bit of disdain a
1: little from, bit of
3: friction. I'd say one one sided disdain, would... but but I think when we first met, we were cool. Like there was <laughs> no no animosity, but it was I mean. Like I said, not really too much of a bad first impression.
2: But why, Graham? Now people are wondering why.
3: No, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get, get it. there. We'll get there. You've, we've that's got, got to, say, we've got to get that We've
0: got
2: to get that watch great, I, I was the biggest idiot ever. Weren't We all? Yeah, no, but I actually, uh, Dan, you got in trouble with me a lot.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I remember you, me, and Mark von was Holy cow! Yeah, 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 yeah. you only caused
2: so yes, much. Yes, we got too. it so
0: much. That was that was that was, all, that was
3: all. That was that was actually. I'll revert back. My first impression of Nikki was massive shit stirrer. <laughs>
2: nothing's yeah, nothing's changed. No, sure. no. I was close. I remember uh, the the one time I came back from school and I had so much punishment from our math and science teacher. <laughs> So my dad was like asking me every day coming back from work, hey, did you finish your punishment already?
0: <laughs> I remember we I would like walk remember, in the was, class was, and was, Mrs. Kreling would be like, man, Jeff, blood, punishment. We were like,
1: what? Man, we just got here. No,
3: my, my favorite moment with Nikki and punishment was with Mr. Erasmus in grade eight when he did the punishment we so passed. perfectly. So this teacher, he would normally just rip it up and chuck it away. And Nikki did it so perfectly that he gave it back to Nicky. He was like, I can't, I can't, I can't destroy this. It's so good. And oh, then Nicky God. got more punishment that less. And so then they just to the same one back. <laughs> oh
2: my God. No, but there was one time in PE, in PE as well. Who was it with? Um, he had PE. Becher, and man. yeah. No, it wasn't Besher. He was absent. Uh, we were at the pool and there was no one there. Oh, and yes. The teacher said, don't hey, use the pool. You got in the pool. And i of course, got in the pool. And then. And then I was in, like, wet in my, in my little speedo. He came, and I hid behind the clubhouse. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And I got caught, and then I had to do punishment. And I was, like, swimming the laps. He was telling me do yeah. the burpees. Doing the and he
0: thought he was going to kill you, and you were just smashing it out like it was just, like, a warm-up. Yeah, but the burpees
2: Yeah, I've never done burpees since. I hate them.
0: Fair enough. Um... Yeah, okay. So, Dave, what is your first impression? My first impression of Nikki was um, well, it didn't change much from grade three when I met him at Carbonneers to my chick, um arrogant prick is, I believe, the term, because oh. we, we had to do push-ups yes. and this I was just smacking out his clap push-ups because, you know, he's <laughs> he's a nine-year-old athlete already, so he's doing his clap push-ups and I'm sitting there struggling to do push-ups. Not much has changed and, yeah, so, yeah, arrogant prick, but, yeah, I guess <laughs> somehow you became friends of, of. him. <laughs> arrogant prick, Arrogant prick.
1: <laughs> oh, that was
0: brilliant. Um. Yeah. Okay. So we've already touched on some high school stories. Um. Graham's put you maths. I'm assuming that. Was, oh yeah,
2: that was from. Matric. You guys had that many
0: math. Many math stories in the Um. Nikki, I remember had quite a fondness for his teacher. Um. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey,
2: you have a connection after three years of high school with someone. So, Nikki and
0: ha- Nikki ha- I were in tennis math class part. for five years and I had no connection, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, but Dane, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, I know, fair enough. She, she, wasn't, she wasn't as
3: nice as our maths teacher, like as a person.
0: Um, I don't know. Cora was very nice to me by then.
3: So, Nikki and I had the same maths teacher in Matrick, and it was brilliant because, like I said earlier, Nikki is a natural shit stirrer. But because he'd had this teacher for three years, she kind of just grew to it. So he would never get in trouble. And I'm sure we'll touch on it later, Mm -hmm. but Nikki was never in class because of tennis. Yeah. So he would always get like a mini extra lesson every time he came back, which meant that I always got a mini extra lesson. So I'd end up... Because it's one of those things that I can't concentrate because he's getting taught right next to me. So I'd just sit back and watch and then not have to do half the work anyway because I'm then helping Nikki when with all the stuff that we've missed and then we were actually making football formations and dream teams. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> working <laughs> hard or yeah. hardly
3: working. Yeah, it was just one of those things where we I think I think that I think that maths class is probably what brought our friendship together the most, if that makes sense. Because up until that point like we were made. Yeah. Have, after having difficulties, which we'll touch on immediately after this. Yes. <laughs> but um, we we were mates and like had mut- the mutual friends. But I think at that point it was like okay, this year is kind of what sol- like this class is kind of what solidified our friendship because we were, just, were forced to spend <laughs> at least one lesson a day together.
0: Yeah. So, one lesson a day when Nikki was actually at school.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, one lesson with Nikki is. It's a challenge. Like, it's an experience. Too many lessons,
1: lessons years. of meds Much.
3: The, the, the Especially worst, when you're uh, I Yeah, I was just about to say the worst days were <laughs> when I forgot to take my meds, and then it's just the two of us, and I think, oh yeah, it was. We would have a nightmare to teach. <laughs> but in saying that, we both, like, actually enjoyed the past. We did. We did well and enough. And both in the smart. Class to, Yeah, we did well enough to be able to get away with not working as hard as we should have because we were doing well enough to not warrant
0: yeah, extra attention from the like teachers. the marks <laughs> for, your marks kind of spoke for themselves at the end of the day
3: yeah
0: um okay so
3: we should probably address that elephant that's been so hanging yeah, around yeah, the room yeah let's address the elephants
0: in the room so then <laughs> you Mickey, go into it uh, around grade 10 if I'm correct at my birthday party Mickey met a certain young lass um who i happen to have a crush on and graham was oh, born.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> graham was actually oh. born in the same hospital on the same day as this young lass. i'm really sorry if you're listening yeah, <laughs> um yeah so
2: oh get in or... <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, at my birthday, at this point, I've got quite the crush on said young lass, and Nikki has met her for the first time, and shortly after that, um, I kind of cottoned on to the fact that Nikki and said young lass were getting along quite well, Um, and things didn't go so well in my head about all of that, and the fact that then yeah one thing led to another nikki and i had a bit of a falling out they got together graham was obviously still very good friends with her um and yeah, well, yeah.
3: and fa- <laughs> like family friends like, like family friends my family were like that's how our parents literally met in the hospital yeah. because we were born together like that's how long i've known said last
0: Yes. I mean you make it sound like you were friends the whole time though, like you no, had no, no, seen we her was. for we sixteen years we, and then yeah, became friends with we, her again and we, was like I'm I
3: think it's more important like not yeah. necessarily the friendship we had, but the family
0: friendship like that the, was... the, the the brotherly kind of relationship yeah. that you had with them. So yeah, yeah, this was this is why Nikki wasn't so fond of Graham. Um do you guys want to go into that? Because yeah, you guys obviously know more about.
1: That well, than that. <laughs>
3: the thing is, the thing is, up until like six months into the relationship, I didn't realize that there was a problem. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because Nikki and I were never, we weren't like close at this point, so it wasn't like he was acting any different towards me. It was just there was like a silent disdain.
2: Yo, you make it sound like it was an ongoing thing. No, but... it wasn't. It wasn't.
3: But there was definitely like you. We know that you and you've admitted to it, that you just didn't. We just didn't. You just didn't like me. Uh, uh,
1: I was. I was. And like, I, I see
2: your I point.
3: You be, yeah? No, I like. Listen, I see the point. If I was in your shoes, I wouldn't have liked me either. <laughs> but at the same time, it was one of those things that <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> I mean, if I was any of your shoes, I wouldn't like me. But at the same time, a lot like. It was one of those things that was so difficult to get the cross that a lot of the time wasn't in my control. Yeah, I,
2: know, you know I get I mean? that. So, I mean, like, I
3: think, I, think in a, I know a particular instance where, I don't know if she was watching you play tennis and then I had to come, like my parents had to come pick her up because she was spending the night at my place because her parents wanted something like, I don't think her parents wanted her to spend the night at yours or your parents didn't want her to spend the night was one of the two.
1: Well, I don't
2: know. It was just like... So the thing is that irritated me is she had been here before. She had spent the night. Then, I don't know, her parents decided that um, it was best off for her not to stay here because nothing... um, Let me put this carefully. um, (laughs) There were certain rules, T's and C's, that applied to the relationship that had to be followed. And so... um,
0: and I remember mean, I was to stay 16 with, at the time. Am I right? Uh, Somewhere around
2: there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And then, mm. yeah, 16. But yeah, I mean, the thing was as well, um, it was just like consecutive. She was a boarder, so I didn't really get to see her in the week. And uh, on weekdays, when the opportunity did arise, um, she wouldn't be here kind of thing that's what was like frustrating and also i mean we're 16 17 like love is so mature at that age
1: mm. yeah
2: but anything that goes like against is such a big problem and life is about to end and yeah, yeah. now it's like necessary bs you know
0: yeah i mean it's funny to look back on all these stories Yeah, you know,
3: <laughs> like and and I'm um, I, I hope said girl doesn't mind us telling the story because well we haven't said back, her name yeah she does she she does look back at it laughing as well so it's not like it's a i'd hope so it was like, quite a funny time yeah. in our lives
2: <laughs> no it was so i mean yeah even oh, like, the thing was before so at dan's party um it wasn't like <clears throat> that moment it was more like i just got to know everyone that was there then yeah because like, the at that stage.
0: Like, so John and Clinton and I had spent a lot of time with them, but you hadn't yeah, really yeah, like met
2: them knew yet. All the people and I'd met them for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Then, well, the big the big uprising was when we went to oh, said yeah. lass's friend's
1: house. Yes.
2: <laughs> and then completely dropped his lip and sucked the whole floor. <laughs> Popped it up. Dropped lip. See, no, yeah, <laughs> this is... The,
1: i
3: still love to hear the story because I wasn't there. Oh, boy. So,
0: I mean, basically, we were watching a movie and I just left the room because I knew what was happening. Oh, no, it wasn't
2: that. Are you joking? No, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. First of all, you knew we were chatting. And so you decided to sit in the front with Uncle Vada. Where? you so, said, so we all met up at like at the school and we got picked up by said lass's friend's dad
0: oh no that was that was not my doing that was my parents doing no, they didn't no. want me to sit in the I back of the The bru i'll call my dad that, right now like, confirm. Friend, like, i wanted to sit in the back i was very upset that i couldn't sit in the back on the way there
2: the chat in the back at the time was like oh no oh it's starting dane's gonna erupt now and oh no, yeah. Right?
0: Me, me sitting in the front was nothing to do with that situation. I was very upset when I had to sit in the front. Thought, yeah, I Then know. we get there.
2: <laughs> and I think, yeah, how, how many days did we stay for? Maybe three?
0: Yeah, I think it was three days.
2: And on the first day, you're, you, can, you can tell Dane is salty about it. And now I like think so, bro.
0: Of- I seem to remember it was pretty chilled until that movie.
2: Mm, I don't know. But what followed on after as well? Oh, mm. Dane was absent.
0: Absent. I spent um, I spent a lot of time talking to Doe after that.
2: And then Doe ratted me out, little snake.
0: Well, I mean, I knew anyway. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't rocket good science. <laughs>
1: That's
2: fine. Yeah, good times though. Yeah emotional it was, a, it
3: was a very interesting time in our lives where oh, it almost so seemed like yeah that's a, that's, a, that that's the that's the best part of it though is that it was so childish and it literally lasted like thought it was the end of, and, of the world
1: like,
3: yeah we genuinely thought like the world was caving in around us
2: Well first day i had our little fallout when i thought he'd replaced me oh yeah but this that was before
0: late. so this is like that when you before. went and was, and then was then you it when you went oh, to junior oh, yeah. wimbledon yeah.
2: I think that was Mauritius.
0: Oh, yes, it was a um, Mauritius one in grade 10. Yeah, so we, yeah, we spoke in a previous podcast about how we literally physically grabbed our friends from different friend groups in the quad and like
1: yeah.
0: forced yeah. ourselves together. I think it was in Karen's podcast that we mentioned this. So this was at this point, Nikki was um, overseas playing tennis or maybe not overseas. Oh, yes. Also in Africa playing tennis. And... Um, yeah he came back and he was very upset with me because i'd replaced him as his friend um because i'd made all these new friends
2: contact but a little bit of context like i was gone a lot like i missed on the on the when it said days missed it didn't go days it was like six months
0: yeah you missed (laughs) that that year you missed a shit ton of school i remember
2: yeah and that's why i was so crap that year um yeah i had to really pull myself together after that
0: yeah, I just remember uh, like saying to him, I was like, bro, you weren't here for months. What did you expect me to just sit and twiddle my thumbs waiting for oh, you to come back? Like, <laughs> I've made new friends. You exactly can be friends with them expected. too. <laughs> 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 like, you can be friends with them too. They're nice people. I promise. No. he wasn't having any of it. Even though the year before yeah, that, that be the year before that, he'd re- re- if he wants to go on the replacement. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm in couple counselling. Yeah, <laughs> the whole replace the replacing friends. What what would the word be?
1: Approach dynamic. No. no. Fuck man. Group. All friendship groups.
0: No, like story. It's like a fancy word for story.
3: <laughs> Fantasy.
0: No man, when you. Agenda. Narrative, or, narrative oh, that's yeah. the word. Narrative, that's the word I was thinking of. Um,
1: there you go. If we'll you to up, but,
0: yeah, yeah. The whole <laughs> replace me narrative. Um, the year before, he replaced me with Mark Forrest. I mean, he was in cars with Mark and I barely saw him in grade nine. So it was oh, only yeah, fair okay, that I made yeah. some other friends. <laughs> grade,
2: nine, grade nine, I was with the border boots.
0: Yeah, bro. You are on the bullying uh, survey. to put it. you on the
2: bullying survey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just because I called her uh, Mary Beth. <laughs>
1: come on <laughs> oh my yeah, it God!
2: it's like I marry Beth uh, <laughs> but still, we were kind of friends man I mean
1: yeah we, oh, went no. class,
2: oh, naughty, man. we got that Mr. Yulain Lane Pile. oh you guys went through three math you.
0: teachers in grade 9. yes
2: <laughs> and then
0: they oh jeez oh, eventually they gave you some Mrs. Kraling oh, because they knew you man. couldn't get rid of her <laughs>
2: Oh uh, no, she was she put us in our place. Yeah. Right? <laughs> she, oh my word. But actually that's when I started to like turn a corner from my little shit to sort of a little shit yeah. vibe.
0: That is true. That is um,
2: true. She literally stood yeah. me up in class and humiliated me. <laughs> I was so uh, I almost peed my pants a little bit. And you know how tight and little those pants are <laughs> that Oh my
1: word.
2: <laughs>
0: Oh, she's oh, not definitely
2: turned a corner in that year.
0: Um, yeah, exactly
2: so we have, yeah,
0: so in in this we've mentioned that Clinton put Nikki on the bullying survey. Nikki replaced <laughs> I say that in inverted commas me with Mark. Um, by my trick we were all the we best race. friends, and we went to rage together and. Boy, oh, oh boy, no. do we have some stories <laughs> from <Rain. laughs> Um So, yeah, um, just a bit of context. There was, the f- Graham only came for one night. Um, yeah. He came for one night, and on that night, there were six of us. Hang on. Dang. Clinton, Nikki, Mark, Graham, Doe. Seven. Hang on. Dang. Clinton, it's us two, three. Of- oh, and then us four three. Others. Nikki, Mark, Doe, Jonah. Yeah, seven. Seven of us. Um. So there's seven of us in this one little, like three bedroom, two bedroom little flat. Thing. Thing. It was a, it was a six
3: it was like a six sleeper.
0: Yeah, don't, it was it was a cool little place. Nikki and Mark were sharing a bed. Um, definitely a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> horrible idea. Um, there were many um, pre
2: pre night out gym sessions. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it wasn't me, Ho. Oh, I was getting chubby yeah, at Dane, that point. It was safe for this I've story. I've got video
0: proof of you lifting dumbbells before. Uh, Dane, I, I think to tell yeah. the story,
3: we have to talk about Lichi and what happened the weekend before. Okay, yeah, go for it, bro. <laughs> to, to... Well, I wasn't there, so I just know what happened. So maybe someone else should take the reins on that one.
2: Someone else, why are you looking at me? Directly into my
3: this is your podcast, bro. Let's go. But just, no, 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 Dave, just t- talk about what happened with a girl the weekend before we actually went to Rage for the first time with one of our mates.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Well, the, the secret that we kept from Jono for like two months, two That was it Lichy, though. When, when was it?
2: Well, that was after Lichy, but we can get to that. Lichy, another thing happened. When Jono hooked up with her. Don't hook up with her the next night
0: okay. on the Saturday.
2: No.
1: Okay, well,
3: that's why I say I wasn't there. I just know that he hooked up no, with her before.
1: No, the story I. We
3: were about
0: to he power. definitely did hook up with her before. Okay, so leaky party. Nikki's metric dance date was there with us, and got spiked in inverted commas. Oh, <laughs> and Nikki was yeah. MIA the whole night. We never even saw him. He was in the medics tent. Oh, that was the
3: that was the
0: leaky yeah, story. Night. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Stellan came out of war zone with those bruises on his neck, bro. Yo. Um. Yeah, I, I had to take my. my so friend.
3: basically, should I just should I just lead into the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, a mate of ours, and this was it—the night after that. So the Saturday
0: night. Yeah, I think the Saturday night we were. It was just one of those. I think it was just a crush night. I don't think we went to. South yeah, Factory. possibly. And there was this one girl that was staying in the same sort of complex place that we were staying. There was, okay, so we were in yeah. flat unit number 14, and there were a bunch of girls at number 41, I remember, because the, name, yes. the numbers were like flipped of each other. So one of the girls in 41, we spent, we spent a lot of time with them, um, one of the girls in 41, Jono hooked up with her on the Saturday night. I think, yes. and we had to then go back to Maritzburg on the Sunday because you wrote Afrikaans paper
1: Afrikaans the 3,
0: I think it was, on the Monday, yeah. our Outrage was scuffed, anyway. So we've had a weekend bender, we come back, we write our final check exam, jump in the pool, all of that good stuff, leave college and our civvies having a rollie out the window just saying completely screw it <laughs> to everything.
1: <laughs> This yeah. girl
0: was at GHS, which is a school like across the road from college. So we picked her up to take her back to Rage. So she's in the car with us. We have a good time on the way down. We're just chatting, having a great time. Um, then I think now it's the Monday night. So Graham's there with us.
3: Yeah, I was with you guys on the Monday.
0: Um, <laughs> so <laughs> at yeah. some point we during the cross.
3: night. we I get good point. Today.
0: At some point yes, during no, the night, Nikki... gets food poisoning. So got food yes, poison. Jono got food poisoning. So no, no, Johnno... Johnno got food poisoning. So he didn't come out. Yeah, he didn't come out the Monday no. night. He it's was. He had the shit
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, at some point during the night, Nikki comes home with a girl. Um. Does whatever. Yes. Yeah. And then Jono <laughs> sees this. Am I right, Nikki? Wait, maybe All you so tell the first story. There was a Russian
2: so there was this little russian girl right and well not too little a bit curvy around the edges but that's fine um and john is asleep i make sure he's all right i tuck him in we go back to the place um then it's time to come back with another one and um, yeah so he comes home on and it
0: goes back to the jaw and then comes home yeah so
3: this is from my perspective i see nikki out he's got this uh, another a random girl with him that he's met that night or whatever he says to me, he's going home. So I was like, okay, cool. Cheers, I'll check you tomorrow. <laughs> he leaves. Um, like an hour, hour and a half later, I see him back and I was like, okay. What? Maybe they just, okay. And then it gets later and then I eventually decide to leave. So I'm leaving, not knowing that Nikki's already gone home and has now taken okay. the girl from Maritza. Is yeah, it's the one the who Jono
0: hooked up with on the Saturday. Yes. So
3: Jono's in the other room. with He's man down. Nikki's in his bedroom. Um, And I think... Going man. I think I, I, then <laughs> then I, th- I think I saw you going in with her, which is how I know, because I was trying to sleep in the lounge. And then Mark came into the, the flat.
1: <laughs> oh, I man.
3: Like, yeah, I said to I Mark, Mark, say- so goes, I said to him, I was like, dude, don't go into your room. Nikki's got someone in there. I'm he's like, sorry, Mark. So what does Mark do? He goes into, the, he goes and knocks <laughs> on the door. All steep, on the side of the bed, and he he starts knocking <laughs> the door. He's like, Nikki, can I join? <laughs> Nikki <laughs> comes to the door and tells Mark to stuff off because he's
0: busy. Didn't Mark grab a Mark surfboard? Didn't...
3: Mark grabs his bodyboard and stuck up to the beach.
2: Oh, I'm in there, bro. I'm on the side. Up, over here. Mike walks in and he sees Alice. And I'm like, dude, get out. He's mad. He's like, hey, come on, let me join. I'm like, no, get out. Now I'm pushing him and with the hard on and I'm pushing him. And he's like, oh, come on, man. Just one time. <laughs> and he gets mad now because he's a little bit on the drink. A little bit. He is mad. It's uh, he he said something, mad. something to you, like, when
3: you close the door, something about, yo, you'll see tomorrow, or something, you kicked me out of the room, you'll see tomorrow, or something like that, and you grabbed his surfboard and left, and I didn't see him again. for like morning.
0: 3, 4 in the morning?
3: Dude, so uh, <laughs> then, all this goes on. I'm in the, I'm trying to sleep, firstly. <laughs> I hear all this going on, I'm thinking, this is incredible, This the guys aren't going to believe me when I tell this. Yeah. <laughs> Then it gets better when Nicky comes out of the room with just his boxes on, with his member hanging out, <laughs> comes right up to me, wakes me up because I'm half asleep, <laughs> which is not a fun sight if you're half asleep and that's your first that's <laughs> when you're waking up to. <laughs> it's like, James, you my member; a not for me. me. So it's I was, like my
2: soldier's ready for battle.
3: So I said... I said, no, Nikki, I'm sorry. Like, go and maybe ask Jono or something. Which, in hindsight, was a horrible idea. Thankfully, you didn't ask him. Mm. He went back into the room, and a little bit later, um, said girl comes out, stark naked, to go shower. (laughs) With the door open... The door's open. What an idiot. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jono really on like the floor. To to the looking toilet. straight into the bathroom. I'm like, this is like, I feel like I shouldn't be seeing this. What do I do? <laughs> Next thing, Jono comes up to <laughs> his room. Because I think he, the other bathroom didn't have toilet paper or something. Yeah. I'm so, and I I'm it. trying to like flag him down because I know who's in the bathroom. Yes. Now I've seen her. <laughs> I'm trying to flag Jono down. He pokes his head and thankfully she's got her back to the door. He sees... The girl in the shower is like, "Oh shit!" Leaves thinking it's the original girl from earlier in the night, <laughs> and that's a secret we managed to keep from him for what just over two years.
0: It was yeah, it was yeah. something like something like that. It was ridiculous. I remember we, we told him the story at New Year's. I think we yeah, it was like... one of our fine nights. We yeah. told the whole story,
3: <laughs> and he was just like, oh, that was no. very, very yeah, well,
2: in fairness, he'd come out like, by then. So oh, yeah, yeah at, at that point. Because it. like, uh, Jono, like, wanted to pursue more.
0: Yes, even after before. that, like, throughout the week, Jono was still...
2: I think yes, he might have fucked up still with still it again.
0: again.
2: Yeah, so it was, like, super awkward to even say anything. Yeah, I'd really, yeah. Like,
0: sure. <laughs> it would have
3: definitely
2: caused thing. some it's friction good, in the
3: house. It's a, I think it's a good thing I left when I did, because I probably would have brought it up.
0: Yeah. By mistake. Um, and... <laughs> Just for context, at this point, like, while all of this is happening, Doug Clinton and I are still at Crush. We, we probably came home yeah. at about 6 Dane in the morning is, after all of this had gone down. The, Dane, is, Dane is has just cool. probably licked his, like, fifth shot off the counter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. Yo, we definitely gonna have, a, have to have an episode where we just get all the boys from Rage on and just
3: yeah, no, throw these stories We'll have around. to do it in person, Dane. We'll
2: have to do yes, it in no, Yes, for sure. Ah. Uh, Then, yeah, Mike's still at the beach, bro. And then you and Clinton, didn't you and Clinton go down afterwards and see him there just chilling, crying in the sand or something? I think Clinton (laughs) did. I came home. Clinton just, just like,
0: we were walking back and Clinton was like, fuck it, I'm going to the beach. And I was like, bro, I'm going home. I'm bugging. It's like half past six in the morning. Like, I need to sleep. And Clinton said he saw him on the beach. Oh, that was good times, good times. Um, okay, moving oh. on slightly from these dog show stories to some Nicky's final moments. Yeah, some yeah. Nicky's finer moments in life. Um, Nicky is is slash was quite the proficient tennis player. Um, he has been ever since we've known him. Um, yeah. so just Nicky? At what point in your tennis playing? Wait, how old were you when you first started playing? Let's start there, actually.
2: Grade one. I started grade, grade one. one. Okay. So six, seven.
3: And at so what point? Don't like, Was that like through school you just started playing? Yeah. yeah, I, like...
2: I thought, yeah everyone had like different. Everyone had sports to play. So was it wasn't like
3: it wasn't like extra. It was literally just arts oh, at school. I'm going to play tennis now.
2: Yeah, it was like that.
0: Okay. And then at um, what point did you realize yeah. that you were were better than everyone else?
2: <laughs> well, I think it started. Started, like, pretty much at Athlone. Like, in grade one, I had better ball skills and, like, the ability to hold the racket and bounce it and everything.
3: I mean, yeah, you've always then been a good like,
0: sport in general.
3: Yeah, you've always been a
0: good sportsman.
2: Yeah. Uh, but this, I don't know, this was different because also at Athlone, it wasn't, like, a very good um, sports school, mm. I guess you could say. Yeah. And, like, I, I feel like if you had ball skills early on, then you were already one of the best players. and I was pretty into it from the beginning. Uh, Actually, soccer was my favorite sport growing up. And I was better at tennis, though, because then I moved to Cordwallis and there was no more soccer. Mm. Um, But I think maybe, like, grade three, grade four, when I started to play little local tournaments in KZN, I started to do really well and actually win a lot. That's when I realized, like, I'm actually pretty decent. And then I branched out maybe at, like, 12 years old. Um and started playing all over South Africa and then always kept maybe top top ten early on. Um in KZN I remember I was it was like um, Gav Morris myself, Damon Brad and Tembo and we were like KZN boys that were coming up and we were all the same age so we did really well. Um and then I excelled to the point where I was like top eight in South Africa. And then under 14 and 16, that's when I really did well. That's when I was winning almost everything I was playing. And I won the junior Nike in South Africa, went to America to play, to represent South Africa. Um, Under 16, I was ranked, or under 15, 16, 17, I was ranked number one in South Africa. Like, I think maybe top 20 in the men's. I was doing really well. Um, But like I said, in grade 10, I I was traveling so much. Yeah,
3: we touched on that earlier. um,
2: It was also so emotionally draining. I mean, at such a young and immature age, Mm. I wanted to do really well, but the pressure was really a lot, especially traveling to Europe with the South African currency and paying for accommodation week in, week out in tournaments and then maybe not getting the results you're looking for. It's just so draining. And I remember coming back after tournaments and being devastated and then working, like wanting to quit tennis and, and carried on going and became better and better and better to the point where my academics were not good at all. So I really had to take a step back and fix that. And then um, between grade 10 and 11, I had a huge decision. Um, There's now these schools called Karo, Mm. which have been doing really well. And actually that's thanks to my coach who's literally made Karo schools across South Africa. Um, But he and I, um, I guess myself and Amelie Boy, um one of my good tennis player friends she's now in um oh, yeah. in Florida playing for a really good school. Um we were kind of the the face mark of the academy and so a lot of younger kids started to play and now these kids are looking for universities as well in the states. So it's done really well. But at the time there wasn't that much competition. Um and there wasn't the set structure ready. It was all very new and novel and no one really had an idea where it was going. So it was a huge risk to just quit school to do this and homeschool, Mm. Um, like live in Holcrest and do homeschool and such. Yeah. We decided to just stay. Uh, We we just decided to stay at Meritsburg, and unfortunately, from then my tennis kind of stayed stagnant. And you know, in in high level sports, if you stay stagnant, you're moving backwards. Yeah. Um. And yeah, after that, it was pretty obvious that professional tennis was just a far-fetched dream. Um, It was a possibility if I could get into a good school, which I did get into in the States. um, But the whole idea was, okay, if I I get into university to play tennis in the States, it's going to cover for my academics. And then I can see kind of what my level is, tennis level. If it's good enough, maybe I can go pro after a couple of years. If not, then I get a really good education and part ways with tennis. And my route was pretty easy. Um, easily guided in the beginning again i was focused so much on tennis my academics were really good but not good enough for me to compete with other medical students um, and so then after maybe the second year my third and fourth year was primarily academics based and whatever happened with tennis was just more like a fun um, because I love the but, game. Yeah, keeping it was, it was possible.
3: i mean, you. Yeah. You've segued quite well into talking about America, but I wanted to take a step back yeah. because we mentioned it earlier that you played at Junior Wimbledon.
2: Yeah. So, um, so a
3: bit about that,
2: I don't even remember actually what year that was. I think it was grade nine, but... bro. Okay. I know that we
3: weren't we Maybe weren't really same. having too many dealings with each other yet, so it could have been nine. Maybe.
2: I don't I don't know. I don't know. I know, but I know that at eight I started playing international tournaments, ITF. Yeah. And um, I mean the juniors, the international tournaments are all under eighteen. So when I was fourteen, I was playing under eighteen already and oh, okay. doing decently. So oh, exactly. and in ITF, it's in international tennis, it's either juniors under eighteen or you know, men's tennis, Nadal Federer, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so when I was under eighteen, I was actually maybe ranked eight hundred at like 15, 16, 14, 15. Then I insane. jumped up to like top 100, um, I think, at like 16 years old. And then that's when you get into the main draws and stuff. And um, I made it to qualifying, but I kicked out very fast. Um, in England, as they call it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, and you were talking
0: about that decision to either carry on at college or to sort of drop out and do homeschooling and focus more on your tennis. Like I remember it felt like every single day that I saw you, you had a different idea of what you were gonna do for a little while. Um, Like one day you were like, no, screw it, I'm leaving college, I'm gonna go play tennis. And then the next day you were like, no, I can't play tennis, I'm trash, I'm I'm gonna stay here. And then the next day you were gonna quit and you were gonna Uh, go play tennis. It was like, it was quite a hectic time
2: was for sure a very difficult time as well because like I said the grade ten I was traveling so much mm. so in grade eight to nine when I was so good I was beating everyone in South Africa like people older than me I was competing with and beating and at such a young age obviously physicality is a huge thing in sport. Yeah so if I'm playing sixteen year olds and I was 14 and I was beating them and they're the top ones in South Africa yeah. too and it's like for me it's eye awakening and like wow I could actually do this. Yeah. Um And then at 16, I branched out. I traveled around Africa. I traveled in Europe. Um, I went to America when I was 14 just to get a little bit of a taste. And I did decently there too. Um, But The whole European circuit is so much more difficult. Everyone there is on my level, if not way better. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like a real kick in the gut um, and like a real wake-up call to reality and just – see what's out there and a lot of south africans they're so i don't know i feel like we're so far away as well that we don't really see
0: what's going how on. much
2: there is of this little country we live in yeah um
0: yeah like in a, uh, in, in a way it's kind yeah. of like being the top sportsman at your primary school and then so you're playing first team everything in primary school whatever and then you get to college and you get put in the c or d team it's just on a much larger scale obviously because you top in south africa and you go to the rest of the world and you're just another fish in the pond kind of thing
2: yeah okay and i also think one thing like i I said to my folks uh, like a couple days ago actually that if i had the same mental stability and like mental awareness and mental fortitude that i had that i have now if i had that when i was like 16 i could have made it all the way for sure i think yeah because now i've learned like i'm more i've got so much experience on my side that um, like the other day i was practicing at the same uh, academy in holcrest and i was playing and i haven't played since like february i've played maybe once a month and i'm unfit i'm kind of chubby and I'm playing these guys now who are literally one and two in the country. And I warmed up with them and I could tell they were better than me at, at this moment. But then we played points and I wiped the floor with these little buggers. Really? Like just my, like my experience and intelligence on the court is so much more proficient and better now. Um, so if I, if I had that on my side back then, I think I would have gone even further. But you know what? You live and you learn.
0: Yeah. So do you think that's also partly growing up in South Africa, just not really having the sort of, I want to say facilities, but it's not, not necessarily, I mean, a tennis court's a tennis no, court, sure, but like sure. like having the experience, coaches with the experience that those European kids get and the American kids get, I mean, you obviously would have learned a lot in your time in America playing tennis compared to in South Africa. Do you think if maybe you'd grown up like... somewhere else, you would have made it? or
1: Possibly, but at the
2: same time, um, here we have the luxury of playing sport in school, which yeah. is, you don't really get that yeah. in places. True, right? true. And I love that about that, that everyone has to play a sport. Mm. It's so good to also build friendships and have ball skills and just a little bit of health in between classes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with regards to the facilities and coaching, I think it's just naivety. Like mm. Some coaches talk big, but they know nothing I um, think
3: it maybe it might also be competition, like where obviously sure, sure. you've got so much more competition, you're kind of pushing yourself way harder. Whereas, yeah. like here, it's so, it's, if you like you said, if you reach number one and you're constantly, it becomes a point where
2: the glass locked, ceiling effect, there's not much the money for
3: Yeah, it gets to the point where the only way you'll lose is if you stop trading.
1: Exactly. If you yeah. keep
3: up, you like no one can reach you. Whereas, yeah elsewhere you kind of have to if you've got bigger competition that you constantly can't surpass you kind of have to start thinking of shit, I'm doing this yeah. but I kind of need to get there so you've got to then bridge that yeah. gap whereas if you're here and then everyone else is here it's up to them to get to your level whereas you kind of just stay there
2: uh, but also if you think about it in South Africa that's a lot of a drinking culture and partying culture yeah, yeah. And going out every weekend especially yeah. six- Um and I love that. I love spending time going out. But it's so difficult when it's like also in sport, people drop off. It's like if you can just keep going until 18 years old, you're gonna see how people start peeling away and aren't as good anymore and they don't train as much and they have different priorities. So at 18, I was at the level where I would only lose maybe in semifinals. Like, it was very difficult for me to lose before that. So the only real competition started was maybe quarters, but semis and finals, that was, like, the real tough start, the tough matches. Yeah. When you're playing so many weaker players in the beginning, it's so difficult to get confidence and momentum and, like, f- feel good about the match you played. You know, if you have, like, a, yeah. someone that's on level in the first round, you beat them if you manage to beat them you're gonna feel so great about yourself like the next couple yeah. matches doesn't matter who you're playing you're going to feel good and you're going to swing harder and faster and more accurate than you have before but if you're playing if you're toying with the guy in the first couple rounds it's like you're not really no testing is zoned in. Actually. you're not like yeah. progressing
1: as it develops yeah um, so f- I mean I, I, feel I remember like... sorry carry on Feel like yeah, in,
2: so in South Africa, that's why we struggle so much. Is because we're so used to that weak level, and then the hard matches only come later on. So we're switched off in the beginning. So when we play somewhere else in Europe, for example, I usually I always won my first match, then struggled the second match, and maybe lost the third match. So like third round, I never really made it past third roundish. I made it to quarterfinals once, but far-fetched um, experience. Usually it was like. The first round it was tough. It was always really tough, and the second round was like always a three-setter. And then the third, fourth round is just like um, flip of a coin. Like it, um, but we're not Are used to that exposure. We switched on from the first first match. From the first match.
0: Um, I wow. do, yeah. Just speaking about like the competition and stuff. I remember throughout like grade 10, 11, and twelve, the only name I ever heard as competition was Damon Casares from Glenwood that was it, True. like you and him had this rivalry and i never really heard you mention anyone else that was even close to your that was giving you any difficulty right. um so that's just like mm. when you've got one person that's giving you problems you kind of figure out how their game works as well it's not like you come up against different play styles that True. are at the same level as you Where I, is
3: mean, these... I, I like i like i like it to our grade academically at school mm. then yeah, How we yeah. had this insanely <laughs> strong group of really strong academics that we all like could, pushed each other of,
0: on to be even you better. You pushed yourselves, yeah. Like,
3: I maintain that I only did as well as I did because of oh. the guys around, like the guys above me, basically.
0: Yeah, because like, like you if you couldn't. weren't getting 80 aggregates, you weren't even in the top 20, and that's like,
3: yeah, well, I mean, our top 10 at the end of a trick all had, all had 90s, mm. our top yeah,
2: but 10 even, had even, even aggregates for the top 20. Even after the top twenty, I mean, I remember. I I think I had uh, one in in Matric, like towards the end, and I was in second set. Like, it's incredible how everyone in the top set was all going to be some like blow-up scientist. Whoa!
0: And I mean, most of them are doing. Like, there've been very few of them that have flopped as well. I mean, most of them. I can't.
3: I literally couldn't tell you a single one that has. Yeah,
0: I mean, now they a lot of our top set classes started working at very reputable companies. I know James Godfrey's working at, um, Discovery now. Um, yeah, there's quite a few at different accounting firms across the country, Dan is working for some, students. um, few medical students. I mean, it's, yeah, crazy.
3: It's, um, it really was a tough, tough year, but again, that's what I, I liken it to your competition. I mean, had I been in a year where. 85 would have got you fifth place i probably would have got like 83 so it's it's that whole mentality that which a lot of people can like motivate themselves but that can only take you so far
0: yeah exactly if you're not seeing how how good people can actually be in your immediate surroundings then you don't know how far you need to push yourself
2: yeah Yeah, for sure no it's it's like i think in everything yeah. You gotta have yeah. That's why I think it's so important. Um if you think about all these professionals and motivational speakers, you gotta have the right people around you.
1: Hundred um, percent.
2: And in a in an academic field, we had a really great year in college. So people were always being pushed.
1: Indeed.
2: From a sports perspective in South Africa in general, people don't make it because there's not enough facilities, there's not enough investments into it. Um, at grassroots
0: level as well I mean we've got such a big population but only yeah. such a small privileged percentage of that population actually gets to play at any kind of level because
3: you're yeah, talking about no facilities I read a stat the other day about cricket facilities that it's something like only 6% of government schools in South Africa have got cricket facilities it's oh, really? unreal Like that's, that's a scary stat
1: and you would
2: expect it to be higher since we're such a cricket nation
0: exactly so after school you left us for America what tell us Mm. more about like how that came about what it was like initially moving across the world yeah this uh, just hit us (laughs) tell us your last story
1: so
2: okay no I got you and I'll add some entertainment to it too so um As you both know, you, you both know my parents and um, pretty strict, I would say, to say the least, um, a lot of tension. This house is always speaking to someone is forbidden. It's, you got to shout across the room and um, I don't know. I just, there were a lot of factors for me. First of all, I thought, um, I don't know, I was kind of, felt like my time was up in South Africa and I don't really get attached to places that much so for me it was like I wanted to really experience different cultures and keep traveling um, and had a taste for it in grade 10 and I absolutely love traveling so I thought I wanted to um first of all go somewhere else and also continue playing tennis while also studying and of course it was America where um, you can do this like playing in first division against so many other athletes and kind of the way to go if you want to continue playing tennis at a high level and study so that was a no-brainer for me i did apply here but i knew it doesn't matter if i got into the best med school or whatever i there was, was going to leave anyway like a
0: backup plan kind of thing
2: yeah. yeah it was just in case like something really didn't work out in the states um but everything worked out um I had a couple of offers but i decided to go where i actually knew one of my mates was going um shout out to timmy dolman from cape town uh, him and I were really good as well at the time in, in tennis in South Africa. And so we both moved to Alabama, Birmingham and <laughs> the heart of the redneck city. And, uh, um, I went to this school because the academics were brilliant. Um, it was uh, like rated, I think in the last five years, it's one, number one, youngest school for four years running. Like it's something incredible. Um, the medical facilities, there's, there's a hospital on every corner pretty much and they all combine by like bridges and it's it's like a really nice vibe and um i was very interested in medicine when i first went to the states and so this was kind of my choice why I went there yeah. um honestly the change was actually quite drastic you know South africans are um very social very social nation um prize smoking drinking partying on the weekend that kind of thing is huge here to it's a very sociable culture. Um, banter is like massive here. People joke about, tease everyone. It's just such a good vibe yeah, where yeah, yeah. um you don't take things too too too, serious, too much to yeah. heart. People are lighthearted. Yeah. People are, you know, you wear slops to go out, you wear barefoot to go to the mall sometimes. Um it's very laid back, very chill. And I love that about it. America's definitely not like that. America, I always say, people ask me, How is it living there? And I say, people there are like a different species. They're not nearly anything like Europeans or South Africans that I know. And I I know Europeans because, first of all, I was born there and I have friends there and and I've been back pretty much every year to go visit the family. Um, So when I say that Americans are completely different, they are nothing like I've ever met before. Um, Very hospitable, especially in the South, people very caring, very um, always willing to help. they very... Um, I, I enjoy being there. You have to acclimatize. Like it's so difficult. Like you have to hold your tongue when you're there. Like Graham, you wouldn't survive a day there because they would just beat you up. Um, <laughs> any sort of bad, uh, sarcasm, I oh, can't please. do that there. No, yeah, no way. It, no way. No way. Do they just not there, get sarcasm? Right?
1: Right?
2: No, like that's they're just, so, so stupid. stupid. And that's probably why I wouldn't um, survive. It's, like, it's just that they've here there's cultures from all over, we have, um, a lot of different races, a lot of different people, um, Australia as well, England as well. It's just like, we are like this, you know, this three Australia, South Africa, England, we're like this English speaking part, you know, yeah. America's completely different. Like, it's like, we have nothing to do with them. They are so, um, narrow minded. Um, they believe in one thing and they're not open to change um it's like you know democrats or republicans and there's nothing
0: in between in the middle
2: there's just in between um like i remember when i was there and i would like tease someone or banter or whatever people would get offended and i'd be like are you serious like how can you not tell that this is a joke um yeah. and just sarcasm sort like of, like stupid things like we never learned maths in school we ride elephants to school we have pet lions that kind of thing what's my scar from on my leg? Oh, it's from a shark attack. You know, okay, like, <laughs> but it's not, but like, riding elephants to school and having pet lines, like, come on, man. I mean, okay. which civilization yeah.
1: actually has that? Actually like, how did you get
2: here? On the back of a whale. And I'd be like, really? Oh my God. Like, seriously, they do that? No way. So, uh, in the beginning, I found it very difficult. Um, but I was lucky because because my accent is so different to American accents, um, I was able to engage with people very easily. And I think I'm a I'm a good people's person, so I can get along with pretty much anyone. And yeah. I think that helped me a lot because there you really have to like careful what you say, like you have to, and also like the the whole he she the pronouns thing and <clears throat> making sure people don't aren't like objectified or identify something else it's a very like stuff you don't think about here stuff that just goes above our heads like that's a real thing you need to really watch out what you say um or something might come down on you hard. and like suing someone there is like having breakfast yeah i've heard like like,
0: "Like, people just make money by suing people
2: yeah and um, i got threatened to be sued once um, because I said something to my friend and someone heard it and didn't like it. Then also, I mean, I have so many stories in my first year, uh, in university, I was the same little shit I was in Marisburg college. I guess it's like a little thing. Every time I change to a different place, my first year is always a disaster. <clears throat> or like, a, like, I don't know why, but somehow my first year is always like a naughty shit story. You know? Um, like just an example, um, I can say his name, Tom, my roommate currently, and my roommate back in freshman year, first year. He, Him and I, after about one day, we knew we were going to be best pals.
1: And... Nicky, you've cut out, bro.
2: Okay, so, um, no, it's fine. So, my mate, Tom, first of all, I saw, um, like, you, you kind of figure out or the coaches tell you, who's coming in this year and whatnot. And I knew that it was Tim and I from South Africa and then Tom from Germany. Let me tell you, he looked like a real puss. had like this massive earring, like not the earring, but like the hole in his ear thing where you could stick a Um, pencil. Gelled hair, everything, line going through, like Calvin Klein only and like proper Lacoste stuff. I thought, oh, what a prick. Like this guy, you can just tell. (laughs) And... Must yeah,
3: must be have been a was. massive prick,
2: if that's what you thought. Yeah, exactly. even more than I <laughs> <laughs> um, But we got on like a house on fire, and um, it was just incredible. And we caused so much shit. So this one story in particular, we've gone in a lot of trouble for. Like we had a disciplinary hearing for this. Um, and you're going to see now that it's so stupid. So it's like our first week, and we, we're just laughing about everything. We're doing stupid shit. But we're having Viennas, like a little sausages, disgusting sausages, but we have nothing else to eat because we all can't cook. And um, we literally make hot dogs every day. And anyway, he had the sausage in his hand and we're going to the elevator. And of course, he's going to do something stupid. It's Tom. So he shakes it around, like, Woo! <laughs> elevator opens. He doesn't see that it's like open and there's someone there. Um, and he's looking at me, and he's laughing, and he's like shaking it around, like it's as if it's his, his genitals. And there's a person, there's a woman, there's a girl in the elevator.
1: Oh, she's no. in the
2: floor. Like, and like I'm laughing my head off because now I can see she's there, but he still doesn't see. And then he walks in, shaking it, like yeah, he doggy, you know. Uh, laugh! Like um, my stomach is hurting, and I'm bent over on the floor, pretty much now he walks in and he takes a bite of it and it's so obvious he starts eating it like it's It's not his genitals (laughs) yeah and um i go in now and you know we state ourselves we still look like giggling and there's cameras and stuff so they can see all this and anyway a couple days later we get like a a little notification under our door a little letter and it's like um what was it no it wasn't we had an email first it says something like um, urgent, classified, secret, classified or something that like expired after you read it. something really hectic, with like, urgent exclamation points in red. It was like hectic. And it was uh, saying something like uh, Nikolai Manchev and Tom El Safadi. Uh, this is a letter of notification that you will have a disciplinary hearing for sexual misconduct, sexual harassment charges. I was like, what? Like I'm trying to think back and I'm freaking out.
1: Like what I have like, I done? i the, the
2: hell? Oh, my. How do they know about the strip club? Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Like I'm so shocked and I'm so now I'm scared because it's like this is a serious notification from UAB like whoever is in charge. Yeah. Um, probably like human resources or something. And freaking out to Tom, and Tim doesn't get one. So we're the three roommates. And now I'm like, well, when the hell do we do something without Tim? Now, anyway, long story short, um, it was for this incident now. We checked the cameras. And I shouldn't have laughed when I saw it the second time on the camera. But I laughed because oh, this is who I am. Okay. And it was so funny. And the person who's the head of the residence can see it's hilarious too. Okay. Obviously, it's not... It's obviously a sausage. And then he dad like cheerfully eats it after. We have community service and like like one dot, whatever, three dots in your art kind of thing. Um, we had one thing in our record. It's just like was this ridiculous. woman getting a hold my She also was like
0: <coughs> But she obviously she would have had to report it, surely.
2: Okay, so what happened was this: this girl that was in the elevator told her roommate, and her roommate was well, she like apparently went back frightened for her life, and was super scared, and then told her roommate who happened to be like a resident assistant, uh, someone who like, frightened looks for after her the dog. Of a sausage. Oh my god!
3: Yeah, like it, it kind of would be a bit unnerving had he not eaten.
0: Yes, had he not dog like. Dog. like after that picked it up and like hello, this is not a penis, yeah, it, <laughs> this is yeah, a sausage. It, it, we're just being stupid kids.
2: Like we were giggling about it like before the doors even opened, and you can hear everything through those dorms. So it was just like a big smack in the teeth. And I wasn't gonna take it. And when this um when this lady was like explaining that we had community service and that this is foul and this is sexual harassment and whatever, and I got so mad and I said, Are you actually taking the piss? Like Look at the video. You can see everything that's happening. Like Tom is looking at me and the elevator opens here, right? And I'm here and I can see the girl in the far corner. So I'm just laughing. Like nothing's happening. And he's just shaking it. And then he eats it on his way in. And It's a big thing. And yeah, we got like in like huge trouble for it by with the coach. And then they use that against me to like lower my scholarship the year after because the coach doesn't plan his financial problems. So he used that as an excuse to say, to threaten, um, if I don't give up some of my scholarship, oh. then he's going to cut it fully and he's going to use this incident. And like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. This whole, like, so much BS that goes on.
0: Yes, America that... is just something else.
2: Like, it I sounds say, like,
0: you like you just can't have how... a joke. No wonder they're such a depressed nation. Like, you like, can't just joke around.
3: I would, I would, I would like, understand where she was coming from if it wasn't a Vienna that you then ate. Like, yeah, like if, other...
0: if she would just like been walking past and seeing you like flapping it around and then left, maybe. But she saw, she got the full context. It's
3: like... such and a it's, difficult part just... rope you walk with, because I think the biggest problem <sighs> with something like that is like there's no clear line like yeah. it's very easy for us to sit here and be like oh it's a joke and all that but you'd also like you, where is the line it's like, where, not where a body part clearly, yeah well clearly now it's clearly the line is no vienna and an elevator yeah like, that's where the line is drawn <laughs> now oh but
2: just like i don't think something like that would really be a problem south africa though because no, people can't take can take it on the chin whereas in the states like honestly people take things to heart and that's what i mean when people ask me how are americans like and i'll say they're soft just because no thick skin everything affects them they always have an opinion about something like yeah. it's fine not to have an opinion it's fine to just like
0: not take know a step something. back
2: and yeah and they always even if they don't exactly if they don't know something they're always going to speak about it
0: Yes, um, this is what Graham and I were speaking about on I think it was the last podcast about people the just WhatsApp podcast, having yeah. opinions. You're yeah. allowed to have an opinion but it doesn't mean your opinion's right. Like,
2: Yeah, it, Interact, you voice it every single time. Yeah. like,
0: if It's, yeah. it's yeah. an opinion, it's not a fact. Like, Your opinion can be wrong and if you're not open yeah. to it being wrong, how the hell are you going to learn?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. That,
3: yeah, um, but... I mean, I, like back to you saying that it wouldn't sound like that wouldn't happen in South Africa. I think if something like that did happen, the person or if you were to do that, literally same scenario with a girl in South Africa, she'd have, like, A, either take the joke really well, or yeah. B, confront you about it then and there. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, uh, like, I think I'll, so like, especially the girls we know, they're more likely to just A, take the joke, or B, say something about it then, not run off and Reported.
0: I'd actually be but interested here, like if there are yeah, any actually, girls listening. Um, what would your reaction have been in that circumstance? Because maybe we're just being naive and uh, we're seeing yeah, this I is think, just a joke, yeah. and it actually could be. But I mean, in my opinion, it's a sausage. Like it's literally. I think a it.
1: P-
3: no, no p- but food. I think I think the I think the big difference is that he didn't know she was there. Yeah, I think that's that yeah, too. Could, no, exactly. Because I think if he knows it's there, it can be viewed as like disrespectful or something. Yes,
0: no. It's not like he was but trying to catch someone out with
3: yeah. it. Because he didn't know she was there, it's a different story. But like, yeah, but like you said, maybe leave some comments or...
0: Yeah, like get in touch. DM us on Instagram. Like, maybe we're being naive. We've we got to be educated. Yeah. But yeah, Flip, that seems like a bit of an re- overreaction if you ask me. Um, so you, but, you've touched on like, um, the culture think- yes yeah sorry carry on
2: i think in my sense i think in general like americans so a fool says something because he has to say something wise man says something because he has something to say america i think a lot of people fit in that fool category where they just talk 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 without knowing anything about the subject or or They take things to heart and they don't take it with a pinch of salt. You know, there's always some sort of drama, and especially with this like fake news stuff. Oh
1: my god. And because
2: also, Democrats. Yeah, America's got like just
0: two completely different sets of news agencies that report completely differently. They don't have that one. They like fight each other the whole time. It's ridiculous.
2: It's like, it's literally like two kids fighting over a toy yeah it's like and, and there's no the problem is people don't know enough yet they have so much to back up and and it's always like okay well trump said this and no he didn't no he's my president he, i know i knew i would know if he said something like that well okay well the democrats did this no they didn't no, the democrats are saints no they, they would never do that yeah, that's something trump do that, would yeah do. It's like so for example one of my teammates now lives in Dothan Alabama which is kind of mm, hillbilly land the land of the ENCS tree and such mm. but um he's a nice kid like he's a really good kid but he's so naive yeah. um he's so from this region they all vote like this is the kind of the the republican regions right mm. and now that he's got a full tennis team, full um, now he's got a, he's in the tennis team and he's got teammates who are all from other places. Yeah. Um, Europeans, South Americans, Central Americans, South African. It's all different, and we, I think, know way more about politics than he does and Americans in general. So when we explain to people, like what should be done, what shouldn't be done, how it is from an outside perspective. They just yeah. can't even fathom it. And when we ask him, tell me exactly, or even just vaguely, why do you support the Republicans? He'll say, well, because I don't like the Democrats. No, no, no. Tell me what you like about the Republicans. Yeah, that's normally the so problem. he sit there with some expression on his face and have no idea and say, oh, because my parents. Say, no, I, no, that's... why do you support the Republicans? That's how you choose He'll your say, football
0: team, not your political standpoints. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. people.
2: you like say, okay, well, do you like it because the economy's gotten better? Do you like it because the Black Lives have improved under Trump, which people don't know, but it has improved? But they'll say, oh no, no, I support Trump because no, I'm a red. I'm, I'm a red. I'm a red. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a Republican. That's just who I am. You say okay but just think for a second just what does yeah. it mean be- to
0: be a republican do I, you even know
2: then you'll ask something about the democrats and he'll say no that's bs no 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 then you'll say something ugly about the democrats and he'll be like totally on board with it oh for sure yeah no no fox news yeah 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 that kind of thing that's the problem in the states right now People have an opinion without knowing they've done it's just a
3: space problem. I mean, you look even, I know we here in South Africa, we pretty much tend to focus on every other instance of politics except our own. But even in the UK, no one, no one seems to agree with, I mean, you've got the Tories and you've got labor and then you've got Boris Johnson's always in trouble with someone or someone's always saying Boris Johnson's saving the world. Like no one, no one's reporting in the middle. That's and I think mm. that's a big problem with news today. Is there's too many sides and no, uh, there's no um, no no one's being objective.
2: Evidence both ways, yeah. Like I think no that's one's both sides.
0: Yeah, I think there's, that's there's, where it's one it's or the other, like sort of, as much as it's problematic, like social media is taking over the news front in that sense because the news is so biased. Now, like the news on TV, it's not even worth turning on. I refuse. I I can't watch it. I haven't watched it for years. The newspaper, the radio, the news, all of it in my mind Mm. is a load of shit. And at the end of the day, they all have their agendas. Whereas on social media, if you follow the right people, you can get a far more clear understanding of what's actually going on and you can get into a rational conversation about what's actually going on. Again, emphasis on the right people slash pages because a lot of yeah. them are just sprouting their opinions from what they've seen on the news and uh, from what their political parties posted without any actual research into the. It comes the down scenes. to sources.
1: Yeah, it
3: comes down to sources. Like, quote me your sources. Let me go read up on it. And if you're if you're not telling me what this your sources oh, are, okay. Then, okay. then I'm not going to sure. trust you further. Like, that's the thing: is you can have an opinion and you can have facts but but back
2: them up so this is how this is okay oh my god i hope Tom listens to this because this guy was talking about now that um the republican he quoted from like an instagram story of someone's opinion he was like you see i told you proof 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 and he was like are you actually mental
0: Like that's what I was going to say as I was like, don't tell me that your source is some picture you've seen on Instagram or Facebook. That is not a source. I can make a picture right now. Like my favorite thing is that picture of, it's like a picture of Abraham Lincoln. And then it's like, don't believe everything you've seen on the internet, Thomas Edison. Like (laughs) that's my favorite picture because so so many people take those little pictures they see on Facebook and Instagram as like a factual piece of information. It's a load of shit. Anyone can make one. I can make one right now on Photoshop and say that Graham has said something awful when he hasn't. It's, it's literally yeah. the easiest thing in the world to do. And people just, like, how can, you, how can you think that's a fact? I just don't get it. Oh, people are
2: so dumb. I actually saw on Netflix, I saw on Netflix um, this thing, um, I think it's called The Social Dilemma. yeah
3: i um, haven't watched it yet actually i'm too scared to, to watch, watch it. It. everyone told
2: me to watch it, didn't it yeah i've watched the first 10 minutes and i think it's like wow I can already see where it's going and i can like um i can support what they're saying there that social media right now is completely brainwashing how we think and how we behave and especially in countries like america where social media is everything yeah yeah um you see the rise of these social media influencers um, everywhere in the States, everywhere you go. And they, they do. They, they propagand the way they want people to think and like and, and especially these yeah. big Instagram, these other social medias. I mean, in um, Los Angeles, it seems
0: like your follow account is a form of currency. It should, it's insane. It's I'm like a Flip sure. Black Mirror episode. Like you walk into oh, a yeah. bar and the first thing you say is not how's it i'm dating it's how's that i've got so many followers how many do you have like it's insane and i mean yeah. that's just from reports that's... i've heard from people i don't know yeah. so don't take my word for that yeah
1: but, but it's true it's true yeah. like
2: people that are po- like i know people from uab who are really popular someone who's not popular two minutes in the day to have a conversation they weren't if they didn't like know them that they were popular people are so far to like stick with their social group they forget that like the most important thing in the world is to be like a good person kind caring loving yeah
0: yeah like as much as like i'm putting time into this whole social media thing at the moment like and the numbers do matter because of like obviously eventually generating revenue and stuff you guys are always going to be way more important to me than the numbers on the screen, like if you guys, if I ever start getting carried away with it, like I'm counting on you, like my friends, my real life people yeah. that I care about to keep me in check kind of thing. Like this All whole internet you, thing, like... is they're just numbers, like as much as you might have hundreds of thousands of people following you online, it doesn't mean that you're any more special than someone who doesn't even have Instagram as a human being
1: on yeah. the planet. Like yeah
0: you're all born you all die you like we're all part of this cycle at the end of the day and i think americans are definitely more than the rest of the world just being swept up by the social media revolution and just taken along for the ride
2: you know what as well something that i really like that irks me a lot is here in in south africa snapchat isn't really a thing Mm. right Like people may have it, but they don't. It's like a thing for
0: like 14 to 16 year olds, and then we get over it.
2: Uh, In in America, it's not can I get your number? It's Mm -hmm. can I have your Snapchat? Like it's like it's absolutely insane how. um, And also, people don't even like have conversations, they take a picture of like like this is the picture they take nothing, like no information, no text, nothing, just just take a picture of like this part of their face it's like what do e- what even is the point
0: is that a conversation
2: it it's a conversation yeah
0: that's ridiculous
2: yeah that's quite if they literally take the same picture i swear every time i get a snapchat if it's something stupid like just no image um like just a little corner face i'm gonna reply
0: i mean what are you supposed to reply you've given me nothing to reply to it's like nice it's, it's like the thing
2: where we, we oh. just send the same thing over
0: and over. Because yeah, obviously, I think Snapchat has that streaks thing now, that didn't exist yeah. when we used to use it. But I think but... like a lot of people just literally send a photo every day just to keep that number ticking. I mean, what, what the fuck is the point in that? It's just a number.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I've always said I want to go to America. Just to like, I'd like to go to a zoo, you know. I just want to go and just go and watch.
3: <laughs> yeah, we spoke about this. On, I think we did yeah. mention this on another episode. We like, let's go. About, I just want to the, the feel about America. Is you just want to go see these because you co- it's like you, you almost don't believe see. it exists. Like, I don't believe that this is actually what's going on. It's like wanting to mm-hmm. go to North Korea just to see if it actually yeah. is as bad as the, like what everyone believes yeah. it is. I mean, you like, see, see it all over the news. And see, see, Are these guys and then... actually this
2: mental? Like, surely it... in. I say I say all these things about America, but in hindsight, actually wonderful. Like I don't think I'd want to live here again. No, and, no, fair I'm enough. So I mean, to the things work right at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, the, so, like you speak about South Africa, and you say the system is broken. Mm. Like, stuff is going downhill, but the system is broken. there stuff is going downhill, even worse than here. But the system still prevails somehow.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys your public transport works works. i mean everything is privatized so everything works yes yes you've got to pay for everything but it works um Mm -hmm. and whereas here we pay tax to fill the pockets of our politicians and you can find Uh me on that in the comments if you really want to if you think it's a naive opinion but over the years it's just the evidence is overwhelming as to how much money has just disappeared into our government and we get no returns there's still potholes everywhere we bought trains from some people that don't even fit our train tracks that was those just and yeah. even with electricity. i mean yeah load shedding
2: started
1: I mean, like
0: 10 I, years ago as like a temporary measure we are now in 2021 and we're still getting load shed
2: yeah what the fuck And i mean you guys got lucky because you weren't here but i had to survive the whole christmas and new year yeah with no electricity for a week was yeah it and it's because these these uh um, what is it the the power station exploded but why did it explode the hell... because there's so many illegal connections now and it hasn't been updated hasn't been cleaned hasn't been regulated to fit and the population's constantly growing
0: exactly yeah. and
2: all these like rural places now that they're around maritzburg they are stealing electricity too and they're using it for free i'm like i don't mind I mean, I hope they can have electricity and running water and everything. Like, yeah. good for them to have it. But there's a way to do it. And South Africa is just pumping money into the... I, I can't even say wrong places because I don't know where it's going. Mm. But Like, I didn't see... I come back... I haven't been back in two years. I come back and I feel like this country has gone down the drain in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And everyone's talking about the improvements and such and how you know, countries should be moving forward. But like the sad reality
1: is it's just it's just oh, it's my yeah.
0: yeah it's very sad the state of this country politically and just all of it, of it actually we just kind of on this downward spiral that doesn't seem to have an upward slope at any point at the moment yeah um okay this got onto a very political direction but I think how long we, have we been going Dan? it's been an hour and a half so I think we should wrap it up there yeah. Um yeah, Nikki, thank yeah, you I've very much. Yes <laughs> pitstones, boy. We didn't even grill you that much. <laughs> right, next time. Um yeah, Nikki, thank you very much for coming on. I'm sure so, we'll see you again on this podcast at some stage. Any um, more
3: stories?
0: Yeah, just a quick so, reminder again, please follow us on the Spotify audio I mean on the audio podcast <laughs> platforms, subscribe if you're on YouTube, hit that like button. Interact yeah. with us on Instagram. Send us any requests. All our links will be in the about. description. Um, yeah. In the description. All of that good stuff. Um, yeah. Thanks. Cheers.
1: Bye. I just wanted to
2: say quickly okay, before we yeah. ended, right, that um, to my American people, I love you guys, okay? That's why I've picked out you guys as my friends, because I enjoy in your company. Um, to everyone that's listening, please follow Dane and Graham. They're working really hard behind the scenes, and... They're wonderful blogs, so just give them a follow and stuff.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah,
2: thanks. Cheers,
0: ends. Cheers, guys. Cheers.